Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. You're doing amazing, sweetie. A Kardashians recap show. My name is Amelia Wendemeyer, and always I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Zach Peter. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, sweetie. Okay, wow, yes. Would it have to do with this kind of lackluster episode, maybe, perhaps? It just was like we we were doing so well, you know, we were on such a good high trajectory. And then we just like flatlined with this episode. Well, anytime mm. Chris is getting a body part inspected, we just know it's not going to be a good episode. Well, that is such a great point. That is really <laughs> the omen is Chris getting a body part inspected. You're correct. <laughs> and man, did she get some inspection today. Yeah, let's quickly do a little news roundup. There wasn't that much news. All I saw is that freaking Courtney is hanging out with that TikToker again. She's hanging out with Addison Ugh. Ray. They were posing in pink bikinis. They both look great, but I just like, I find it so weird she hangs out. But like, listen, I'm all for like intergenerational friendships, but there's something about this that just weird because they were like sleeping in the same bed and like they were really promoting their friendship. And I'm just like, what does like a 42 year old woman or however old she is, 44? I don't know. have in common with a 22 year old. I just don't get it. Yeah. Like, what are they bonding over pregnancy? Like, right. I don't understand what like what do they have to talk about? Like, what is so I just, I don't, I, I've never weird. understood their friendship. And I'm like, why did we have to bring back Addison Ray? Like we were done. Right. That's the main thing. Why? Why Addison Ray? I thought her, like, listen, she had a moment where she was huge, but really not. I'm sorry. It's all about Alex Earl now. It's not about Addison Ray. I'm like, who is Addison Ray? You know? Maybe Addison was like, yo, when you needed to be relevant and you needed <laughs> oh. me to do your little e-show, I helped you out. 
now scratch my back. That's true. And let me get on Hulu. And Courtney was like, okay, posh. Okay, sure. Addison. Yeah, well, actually, though, because, you know, what's her face? Her rival, Charlie D'Amelio, I think she won Dancing with the Stars. So it's kind of like, let me have the spotlight again, you know? So I I mean, her music career for sure didn't take off. And now Mm. she's resorted to being in like, really bad Netflix movies, which, hey, isn't actually that bad. Anytime you can get a Netflix movie, I mean, good for you, but... Get that paycheck. Get it. So that was kind of it. I didn't really see any other pressing news. No, other than, like, people thinking Courtney was shading Kim by posting Mm. her license photo, which I know we discussed via text. Yes. Do you think that that was shade? I mean... If it was, it was pretty bad shade, to be honest. It was kind of like, okay. It was just random that like that was the episode that aired. And then she decides she wants to post a photo of her own license. See, that's the thing. It's like it definitely was a little bit of a shot, even though I don't think it was executed well, uh, because it's like they know everything that's going on. They know the impact it's going to have. I mean, at this point, they have to know. So I guess it was. But it was like, okay, like what? Short. I don't. Okay. Like, I, what, what is the punchline? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, did you understand? I mean, like, I don't. I genuinely don't understand what the shot was. I mean, I can understand I, it was like, here's my pat or my photo, my ID from the DMV. But it's like, okay, well, you didn't have any caption that was like, I only took it once. Yeah, that's what that's I think what would have executed it would have been her being like, you know, I only needed one take. I didn't need glam or like something. I think that's what she was trying to insinuate that like she didn't have glam and she didn't need to take multiple pictures because hers was perfect on the first shot because hers is always perfect. But like she didn't know how to articulate that with just the photo. You're so right. She really did not know how to articulate it with one photo. It just I mean, whatever. She looked beautiful, but I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Anyway, anyway, but let's move on because we have more pressing things to discuss. Kind of, let's just get into it because, okay, this episode was called Deeper Than Dolce. It's episode seven of, I think, 10 episodes this season. (laughs) We get right into it. We get into Kim visiting Courtney to discuss the whole Dolce and Gabbana thing. And I think you predicted that we were going to get it next episode. Mm -hmm. last episode and you're right we did and let me set the scene we get kim she walks in i think she's wearing all black as she always does and she walks in on courtney in her bedroom i guess one of her mini bedrooms and she's getting her nails done she's getting her toes done and kim is like yeah we're gonna talk about uh dolce and gabbana we're just gonna we're gonna get into it so she explains her side where she says um it started out with them wanting to do a collaboration with skims and then courtney's like then i never heard from you again or actually she never has that much inflection in her voice so it was like then i never heard from you again and then kim says um no i called you to say that we couldn't get it together in time and then we get into the whole I went into their archives collection and they were like, we are already going to do this um, 
a fashion show, whether you're a part of it or not. So I had to make the decision. And then Courtney gets into the, this was like a business deal. And she never truly asked me. And okay, I've been living the Dolce Vita life for the last five years. Like, what did you think of this? This back and forth that we've been getting, but not with them in the same room. It felt like they were trying to have a mature conversation and not beat the shit out of each other like last time. Because when they get into their fights, they always go to such extremes. And they were like, we're not going to do that again. So let's really try to hold it together. Which is rude to us as viewers. Very rude to us because we'd pay for Hulu. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, mean, we get screeners, but we pay for Hulu as an audience, as we should. But I think it was, inter- I mean, it, w- it wasn't very, like, it was just like them going back and forth. And like, it was clearly a misunderstanding. And I was so tired of hearing the term 90s archives, 90s archives. Oh and Dolce, what is it? The Dolce Vita? The, those the, are two terms Vita I don't life. need to hear. Yeah, the Dolce Vita life. Those are two terms I don't ever need to hear again. Because like, what, like, I just... I don't know. I thought Courtney would have looked cute in the lemons, the new Dolce. The I don't new get Dolce. why she was so hellbent on the 90s archives. And she's like, Kim, it was the 90s archives. I told them I wanted the 90s archives. And it was supposed to be like romantic and Italian 90s archives. And Kim's like, they only have so many fucking archives. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's true. So true. It's so true because they haven't been around long like Chanel or Dior. They haven't been around as long. So, I mean, what are you going to pull? Yeah, and Kim's like, and I wore this, and I wore that, oh and you gosh. got married in my country, and you had Andrea Bocelli at your wedding, that and I funny. had Andrea Bocelli at my wedding, and so it's just like Kim's because Kim and Val, I like that we finally got Courtney to articulate like what her side of it sure, is, sure. and that's that you know she felt like this was her family capitalizing off of something that was attached to her wedding, which was very important to her, which right. I understand. And she's like, I just, I'm upset. She's like, I've come to expect it, but like, I'm upset that like, you couldn't just let me have my mom, which now makes which sense here in her, like fully right. give the, the statement. Exactly. And I like that Courtney also acknowledged that Dolce was the one that did this. Like they were the ones that used they the totally family did. against each other. Totally and she did. finally acknowledges yeah. that, but she's like, yeah. but as my family, I wouldn't think you would jump at it. Right. Which I get. And it's like, that's valid. But also like you're blowing this way out of proportion. I love that Kim's like, well, what about Kylie? Because Kylie just did a Dolce exactly. campaign and you're not getting mad at her. And she's like, well, I just don't expect much out of Kylie. Right. She was like, Kylie's in her own Kylie world, which is like, oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think it, it was pretty... Life of Kylie. <laughs> Kylie, I, I do... Because I, I understand that side of it. And I think you're right. I think she did articulate this finally. And yeah, making a brand deal out of her wedding. And and the funny thing is, is like when Kim said that everyone thought it was sponsored, I, I legitimately thought it was a sponsored wedding. I legitimately wedding. thought <laughs> it was sponsored. They, I'm glad and, that Kim said it out loud. Me too. Me too. I, I just that they just cleared it up like just then for me. And if it wasn't, how stupid was Courtney? Uh, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. And it's just like, it's so funny. It's like, do you not see that Dolce? And like you're saying that she did kind of realize that is like, they're, they're using you. They're pitting each other, you guys against each other. And what's interesting to me as well is that like, <laughs> I think now seeing them hash it out finally, 
sans fists, unfortunately, because I, I finally I understand Courtney being upset about that. I get that. I get that she, you know, she saw this as a brand deal, which it kind of was. And and that's frustrating. But at the same time, I also think Kim's explanation was really good, too, in that she's like, I finally got to put my name on something like I've been this, you know, muse. I've been this doll, essentially, for designers or for really for Kanye for such a long time. And I think people really do or did associate her with like being you know, this plaything for Kanye. And everyone has always said that about her being in the fashion world that like, well, Kanye introduced you like it was all Kanye and you had no voice. And now she kind of gets to say that's not true. Like I, I did this with Dolce & Gabbana. So it was a big deal right. for her. So I, I can't yeah. understand both sides. I do think it's I'm sorry. But like when they go tit for tat for like uh, 90s archives, <laughs> my mood board. <laughs> My mood board with Monica Bellucci. It was just like, that made me laugh. I also thought it was funny that the fact that Courtney keeps bringing up this Dolce Vita life, which she's like, I have been doing the Dolce Vita life for the past five years. Like as if five years is like 50 years. And it's just like, you've been doing it for the past five years. And she's like, I eat ice cream and live the Dolce Vita life, which interestingly enough, I feel like the Dolce Vita life is more lemons than it is 90s. Yes. Lemons and capris right. and, you know, not a vodka Red Bull, but like a <laughs> an Aperol Spritz, you know, riding a exactly. bike, short shorts, yeah, European you know, summer. lemons. European summer is what I think of when I think of Dolce Vita life. Same. I don't think of Courtney as Dolce Vita life. I think of Courtney as all the small things for the last five years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I do, I, again, I thought it was hilarious. I, I thought we saw some older season keeping up with the Kardashians tension. Like you mentioned when Kim says, like in all seriousness, you stole my fucking wedding country and my wedding performer. Andrea Bocelli is my favorite male singer. I just that was so yeah. like classic. I played them. all his songs for the past <laughs> five years. Exactly. That was so it was just so funny because it was like that's classic them, but with like their new wealth like added yeah. into it. So I thought, yeah, that made me laugh. And so after they go tit for tat for their little mood bar boards and archives, Courtney was kind of just sums it up by saying, I just want my own identity. And then Kim goes, oh, you have your own identity. No one's trying to rock out. <laughs> that was the best line. That was very when funny. she said that, I was like, that was the best. She's like, no one's trying to rock out. Like <laughs> your so 90s good. archives are Blink-182. Like, calm down. Exactly. And and see, that is good shade to me. Like, Courtney can't do that. Kim, and I think Courtney used to be able to do that. But Kim is, yeah. she's been able to really, those little zingers. I don't know. Very yeah. funny. Courtney's been too busy living the Dolce Vita life. You're right. She really has. She really has. So we kind of finish that up with them, like not necessarily disagreeing or agreeing to disagree, but, you know, each having their own side and finally coming to a conclusion that like, OK, you feel this way, but I feel this way. I can respect the way you feel. And then Kim actually apologizes and yeah. she says, Pretty much like she's sorry that her choices affected Courtney in a certain way. And she never meant to make Courtney feel that way. And I was like, OK, Kim. All right. I see you being the bigger person. So 
that was the that was the confrontation. Yay. And then Courtney gets to go back to doing her nails. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, okay, I'll see you later. Okay. Okay, bye. I was like, this is what we waited this long for, this whole buildup for this. I was I mean, it was a little disappointing. It was a little disappointing. So I don't know. I mean, I wish we could have gotten more screams. I will say that Kim, in the producer one-on-one with Kim saying, you stole my fucking wedding country. I mean, I, I did enjoy that. I will say that. Yeah, so, that was good. But other yeah. than that, it was kind of lackluster, if you will. But after that happens, we move on to Chris and Corey. They are going to a body scan. Chris has a birthday coming up. Oh, God. So she decides to do a precautionary scan and pretty much she just puts Nobody herself cares. and no one cares. That is no how one I cares. felt. Amelia, I- <laughs> literally no one cares. Take me back to Courtney and Kim. Nobody cares about Chris's scans. Nobody cares about Chris's hips. Nobody cares about her brittle bones. Unless she's drunk or high. I don't need to see her on my screen. It's so true. It's so true. And she comments about how she loves being in a tube. She gets into some Hulu promo. She says, throw me a tube and turn on Hulu and I'm happy. And I'm like, nice one, Chris. You know where your bread is buttered. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we get that. Uh, that, Like you said, very boring. So then we move on to Kim visiting Chloe. And Chloe has just done a photo shoot for Netta Porter. Ah, this is where we get the moment where Kim is, she's like, I'm not okay and starts crying because they address the anti-Semitic comments from Kanye. And Kim says she was late to the meeting. She's obviously really stressed out. And she, you know, again, she starts crying to Chloe about this. And Chloe is such like, and I've said this before, you've said this before, but she, what a, she's just like a rock, I think, for everyone, which I, I think I don't know. I just, it endears me to her so much. And uh, we get Kim in her one-on-one with the producer saying, he's so different from the person I married. I'll do anything to get that person back. And it's just like, that's sad. That's even if you don't like Kim Kardashian, you have to feel a little compassion towards that. I mean, because you just, you see the emotion in her and you see how much this is clearly affecting her because she's trying to protect her kids. Mm-hmm. And she's also trying to not endorse everything that Kanye is doing and saying, right. but also trying to still have some loyalty to him. Right. And then on top of that, you know, she like she can like if she posts, she loses. And if she doesn't post, she loses. Yeah. So it's like lose, lose all around. And she just has to kind of just like take it. And on top of that, like she lost her person that she thought was going to be her forever person. Right. You know? Totally. And I think that like you're saying with the, if she posts, she loses, if she doesn't post, she loses. And obviously, you know, they, they don't, they aren't anti-Semitic, but she feels bad. She feels guilty because she's like, did my one post in support of the Jewish community, you know, cause him to lose this brand deal. And it's like, no, no, you're not thinking rationally. I understand why you're thinking that way, but you're not thinking rationally. And it just sucks. Like you're saying, because I think he was a completely different person and he just is really unwell right now, which isn't an excuse for what he said. But I think, you know, he clearly is not okay, And what he's saying is absolutely disgusting. And it just I just feel bad for her because I like you're saying, I think that, you know, she, she genuinely loved this guy. And not only that, they share four 
children together. It's not like she can just cut him off. And like, and I think just dealing with that would suck. But the fact that they share four kids, that's a lot of kids. And that's, that's for, you're going to be tied to that person for the rest of your life, you know, whether you like it or not. And, and that's gotta be really hard. So, um, yeah. And, and Chloe also consoles her. I think she does a really good job of it. And she talks about how she, we get a Lamar mention, we get a Lamar Odom mention. And she talks about how she feels bad for Lamar quote every single day, unquote, and that she feels bad about Tristan not being on a team at the time of shooting. He now plays for the Lakers as we know. And, you know, it's just sad to see them have to like, I don't know, feel guilty or feel like they have, you know, to pay some price for these men who like they didn't do anything. It's like these are grown men and these are their problems. And unfortunately, uh, these women are going to get blamed for it. And that sucks, you know? Yeah, it's like they get blamed for everything. Lamar, Tristan, like, you know, and I understand like and to a degree, right? Like they're that they're right, right? Because like, you know, people I understand the team not wanting to sign Tristan because it brings the Kardashian drama. And it's like, do we really want the PR drama of being associated to the Kardashians? And, you know, I don't know if that's what every brand thinks about. Or sometimes you have the ones like Dolce that like want to lean into it and really milk the Kardashians for all they can. But it's like their association to people does make an impact, whether it's positive or negative. And that at some point makes you lose your own like sense of self and value and perspective because you are no longer just like a person. You're like, you know, this thing that affects people in ways that you don't even care to affect them. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And, and that sucks. And, and I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing I can, or I don't think it, you know, it, it's just hard. It's a hard situation to be in. And, and like you're saying, I can understand why, um, people feel a certain way, but at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a difficult situation to be in, but, um, so, so, sorry, that was depressing. Um, let's move (laughs) on because that was a sad conversation and, you know, hopefully, well, I don't know. We'll probably, we probably will get a little more of that because that went on for a while. And, uh, you know, whoever Kim dates next, good luck because my God, you're <laughs> gonna, you're gonna get it from Kanye. That's for sure. But you're oh, right. It is, yeah. It's hard to extract yourself when you're in a relationship with these people from, from who they are, you know, and that's yeah. kind of the consequence of it all. Anyway, I, <laughs> Sorry, I can't transition this without like laughing because we get uh, Belgian designer Axel Vervoort, who Kim meets her has met through Kanye um, and he comes and visits with Kim and Chloe and he is designing her guest house. And I love that he gifts her a piece of wood from a samurai warrior's home. It's like, and and then also there was like a drawing of the samurai on this piece of wood that was like from the beams of a ancient samurai warrior home. And just like, <laughs> okay, rich people fucking love wood. They love wood. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah, I, was it you that posted the video of all the celebrities talking about wood? Yes, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. 
Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Yeah. I was like, what is it? I mean, I don't know. I guess they have to feel, I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. It Who cares weird. about the wood? Who cares about the wood? But they, I mean, if there's a piece of wood with a story, man, a celebrity. They know, yeah, they they know bought it. it. They bought it. They've bought into they'll, it. They'll tell it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, love that piece of wood. Little minor story there. It did bring some levity to the entire uh, situation. Then we move on and Chris gets her scan results. Oh, great. Yeah. She gets surprised. Good results. The results are good, Zach. Um, and the, oh, thank God. <laughs> the doctor puts her in her 40s. And of course, Chris hears this and she's like, I'm 40, I'm 40, I'm 40, I'm 40, I'm 40, I'm 40, I'm 40. We hear that for the next like two minutes. And I don't know if I believe this. Zach, I don't know if I believe this because didn't she just need a new hip last season? Weren't we hearing the... <laughs> of a man yeah. cracking down on her hip. I, oh yeah, and it was like <laughs> yes. that was a major storyline oh last season. Yeah. That was that was the whole storyline <laughs> of last exactly, season. Exactly. Um, that and what did Kim, and Kim being Marilyn. Um those were two storylines last year. I mean I don't, I didn't really believe it cuz like all she does is like drink martinis and she's under really high stress and like <laughs> I just, I, I didn't believe that that was accurate, but I mean, sure, according to the scan. According to the scan, according to this doctor who places her in her 40s. Okay. And you know, that's, that's all right. Chris wants to hear. She doesn't care about the rest. So yeah, we waste like five minutes doing that. And then we move on to Chloe and Courtney visiting Kim. And I love that Courtney shows up in a Green Flames monster truck racing shirt, which is just so it's her so vibe. Dolce Vita. It's so Dolce Vita. You're right. It's so Dolce Vita. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they discussed Chris's birthday party, uh, which Courtney is shockingly throwing. And she's like, everyone, I'm going to have everyone dress up like Chris. Why not? I thought it was a cute idea. Me too. I was surprised that like Courtney took the lead on it and like shocking was willing to, to like really run with it. I was like, okay, great. I know. It's a cute concept. I was like, really that's cute. kind of fun. 
you know, everyone dressed up as their favorite Chris Jenner. What what Chris would you dress up as? I think I would have gone Miranda Priestly Chris. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good Chris. That is a good Chris. Yeah. I think I would have gone the thank you next because all you'd have to do is like put on a juicy tracksuit, which is pretty easy. So and then they call Chris. No, you know what I would have loved to have done? Yes. What? Vacation Chris. When she remember when she got. Oh, with when the big she lips. Got the lips. The big lips. The big lips. Oh, my that's God. That's good. Oh, that's good. You know who could have pulled that one off? Jonathan. Food God. <laughs> He actually, and he's got similar hair. So yeah, he wouldn't even need to throw on a wig. You're right. And then they call Chris about the party and they all make mention of the fact that Courtney is throwing it because we're all shocked. And Courtney's like, I really don't hate my mom. I promise. And then Chris is like, (laughs) in the fakest voice ever, she's like, she's my favorite child. It was just, just rich, you know, watching this, um, was like, yeah, okay, everyone's lying here. Great, awesome. And then we get Kim, we we do a little like interlude with Kim and her kids. Her children are adorable, all four of them. And I don't know, they're just like, they eat dinner together. It seems like they're sipping on some soup or something. And Kim asks Psalm and Chicago what her name is. And Chicago's like, Kimberly and Psalm says mommy and it's just it's like you know it's just like it's cute. cute it's cute it's Kim and her kids I, I, these are cute moments I like when we get to see the kids and kind of you know see the, the girls being moms you know right yeah totally and it does not hurt that her kids are just like the cutest kids I've ever seen in my life they're adorable so uh yeah so that was a, that was also a nice like a little it's like okay we can breathe a little bit we're just watching the kids yeah. and Kim and then Chloe and Kim go to Kim's new home in Malibu that she recently purchased. It's right on the beach. And Kim brings Chloe down and she's like, I want you to envision this will all be concrete. And Chloe's like, yeah, we we know that's your aesthetic, Kim. And I don't know. It's it's very beautiful. It's it seems like a very large property. I don't know how long it'll last. I feel like Property on Malibu decreases by the second because that coastline is receding. You know, that's that's the whole thing. But good good for her. And she Kim makes a point to say, I know this isn't normal. I'm so grateful. Uh, I'm not just like buying a house because I can buy it like this will be a family house. And I this is like a huge deal for me. This isn't just something I'm throwing money at. Uh, This is not normal. This is not normal. And she makes it very clear to all of us viewers that she knows this is not normal. Thoughts? I mean, I'm glad she's acknowledging it. Yeah. It's, But it's also like, we already know it's not normal because like you have your own plane. Like, you know, like there's so many other things that are so like that just show off her uber wealth. Yeah. But like, I'm surprised she didn't already have a home in Malibu. I right? just love how she talks about like how this was like a dream. She's like, it was like a dream to have my own house in Malibu. I'm like, you're a billionaire, but okay. Yeah, literally. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was fun, I guess. I I just wish anytime they do any kind of like architecture excursion thing that they would do more of like her funny moment with that Belgian designer of her talking about the wood. Like that's like add stuff like that into it, you know, make it funny for us to watch. I just don't want to just see like a house that isn't even done. I don't know. And then 
It's Chris's birthday. Yay, it's Chris's birthday. Yay. And everyone dresses up as Chris. We have Courtney as thank you next, Chris. Uh, I love that she, one of her quotes when she's getting ready is, who would ever choose this haircut? I feel like a turtle. Fair. Fair. And she did look the most like Chris. She did. She really did. Chloe is Miranda Priestly, Chris, with the blonde hair. We get Kim as Christmas card Chris with her sequin turquoise dress. We have North in regular meeting Chris. Kim makes note that North got special prosthetic wrinkles. And Chris is like, ah. mm. <laughs> that was her, her moment to say that she was 40. And she, didn't. and she didn't. I know. I know. Chris, what are you doing? <sighs> Kylie is 1989, Chris. And Cute. then we also have Melanie Griffiths show up and she is regular Chris as well. And yeah, which which Chris was your favorite of all of everyone? I did really love Chloe's Chris, especially because she was wearing Dolce & Gabbana. And to yes. me, that is the Dolce Vita life. That vibe. That it is. Florals. Florals. White. Like yep. that to me is Dol- Dolce Vita life. However, my favorite Chris was Kylie. I think Kylie killed it. She looked great. She, she looked look hot. Good. She looked like she would have been one banging mom in the 90s. <laughs> I agree. I love that Chris is like, well, Kim nailed it. It's like, yeah, because Kim looks like incredible. Like we 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 know why you say that Kim nailed it. We get it. We get it. Yeah. We see right through you, Chris. And I love also I love anytime they have these parties because we get the little background characters that have made uh, appearances throughout the series that we all know about. We all Googled them. Uh, we have cousin Cece. We also get Kathy Hilton and my favorite the morally corrupt Faye Resnick makes an appearance. Mm. Except she's not dressed up at all. And neither is Kathy Hilton. I'm like, okay, ladies, no? All right. And neither was Kendall. And neither was Kendall. We get nothing, except you said you saw a shot of her at the end. Yes. It was uh, when they were showing like Kathy Hilton and Faye, Mm -hmm. we got a a cross by with Kendall she was like sitting there she didn't even look like she had makeup on like I don't even know like what why she even showed up because it she was like not there that's so weird I wonder like yeah they don't even interview her or anything or we don't get any explanation why she didn't dress up which is just absurd was she at a fashion show right exactly yeah what was going on we don't know was she just not feeling she have anxiety (laughs) yeah exactly oh my lord (laughs) So, yeah. Poor Kendall and her anxiety. Oh, Lord. I mean, it's like, you know, listen, I have anxiety too, but I I don't bring it up every five seconds. <laughs> but it's not your whole identity. Exactly. Um, also, I don't know. As someone with anxiety, it's not like, I don't even, I don't like talking about the anxiety because I feel like that exacerbates it. So. I feel like she likes to talk about the anxiety because it makes her more relatable. I, I think you're right. Definitely. She's like, my life is not relatable and I'm not a Kardashian oh because God. I have anxiety. <laughs> That was a good impression of her. And I am not a Nepo baby anymore. I can't deal with that. I I can't even. We can't. We can't get into that. And then they eat corn chowder from the ivy, which I don't know. I found that to be really funny. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. I don't care where it's from. I know. Well, and then they make a big deal of like, we got Chris, all of Chris's favorite foods from her favorite restaurants. And like, I think there was a mention of the La Scala chopped salad, some other stuff from the Ivy. It's like, okay, they eat the croquembouche, which is just like this huge pastry tower, <sighs> which looked delicious. Yeah. 
And then we get tons of speeches from Chris's friends. Like, oh my God, that was the other worst. Chris's scenes are just the worst this season. Like, I just, I don't like Chris scenes anymore unless she's drunk or high. I would have to agree with you because it's pretty, it's just a bunch of, at this point, just a bunch of her sycophantic friends being like, you're the best. You're amazing. You're the most incredible mother. You're, you're a woman. We should all aspire to be just like, okay. All right. We get it. We don't, we didn't need to show even like 10 seconds of this, but we, no. we got like five minutes of them discussing how awesome Chris is. We got five minutes of these speeches from several women. (sighs) And then Chris would give a speech back. And then Chloe's like, if you give a speech, she's going to give you a speech back. And then we saw more speeches. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not enough of the speeches. Right. We're just circling the drain. (laughs) Put Chris back in the tube. I also thought it was funny. We had Faye, Faye Resnick. And she says, you have been a tiger. You are a lion. You are the perfect matriarch. And Chris goes, from another woman who supports other women. And I couldn't help but think, yeah, sure. Faye Resnick, who profited off of her girlfriend's murder, who posed for Playboy after her friend was murdered. That I, I just like, listen, I can't, I cannot with Faye Resnick. She truly is the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. So I guess what do I expect? But mm-hmm. I just thought that was a little funny moment. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the episode. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like there were a lot of like cute moments, but I guess, you know, it wasn't the most like riveting. We got like cute family moments and, you know, we got Kim talking about Kanye, but like, I mean, it was an okay episode. I would say a solid B minus. Yeah. You know what? I think I would agree with you. I, I guess I didn't, part of me wanted there to be explosive yelling at Kim V. Courtney, but at this point, I kind of knew that's eh, probably not going to happen, uh, especially if they aren't like showing it in any of the previews. So, but yeah. at least we did get a confrontation. Um, and, you know, some of the quotes are funny, but you're right. It was um, a little lackluster, just considering how good this season, I think we both think uh, has been. So, but, you know, it's okay. It's fo- It's fine. It's fine. Hopefully next season or next episode will be better. But um, yeah, let's move on to some superlatives. Uh, I don't think producer Devin is going to join us because um, she didn't didn't really like it. Did you, Devin? Uh, it's fine. And I <laughs> can understand because this season or well, this episode wasn't as uh, riveting. And also Kendall really didn't make an appearance. And we know how producer Devin feels about Kendall. And we don't hold that against her. Devin even said, didn't do anything for me. Thank you, Devin. Okay, let's just let's just get into the MVP of the week. Zach, did you have an MVP? Chloe, I think, was my MVP of the week. She really kind of held it together for Kim. She served a good, solid Chris look. I, and I loved her, her like new confessional where she has that red dress on. She was looking hot. Yes, Chloe looked great. She really did look good, especially when she was talking to Kim when they were talking about Kanye. I I was like, wow, Chloe looks gorgeous. So, yeah, I would say my MVP was Kim because she made me laugh several times uh, from her saying she copied my wedding country and my wedding singer to her block of samurai wood. I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, "Okay, okay, I like that. Who was your luckiest person of the week? 
luckiest person of the week was probably MJ because she was invited to Chris's dinner. She was (laughs) taken out of the closet and was allowed to come to dinner. That's good. And, you know, she got to enjoy all of the Christmas, even though she didn't even dress up as Chris. (laughs) You're right. Well, and they, yeah, she didn't dress up like Chris, but you could, she could have made a, um, like a, an argument, I guess that she was, cause she was like dressed in black, I guess, and had like kind of shorter hair. I don't, I know, I know. I mean, it's not fair, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. I was happy that we got to see a little MJ. My luckiest person of the week was Faye Resnick. Cause you know, I just, it's just, Faye Resnick got real lucky uh, in this group of friends. In life. And in in life in general. Yeah, exactly. And then lastly, most likely to be locked up in Chris's forgotten Beverly Hills condo. Kendall at this point. Yeah, I agree. She can't even show up and put on a wig. It's true. Um, I said Scott because... Oh, from last episode he's still locked up so solidarity with scott and that was kind of the episode again it was a little lackluster just because you know i know we've we've had a pretty decent run lately but um that's okay next episode looks good producer Devin said that the next episode is, is better right right Devin? 100 from Devin. yes Devin's in the basement Devin with scott locked. producer Devin is locked Sorry, in the condo with Scott <laughs> and Kendall. Um, but yes, I cannot wait for next episode because apparently it's going to be better. And I feel that's the thing about I think this season is that there have been really good episodes and then like eh, B minus C plus episodes. And yeah. then it'll be like a really good episode. And then it'll be another like, eh. but which again keeps you hooked. It keeps you hooked. Keeps you tuning and in. And it's better than the mess that was last year. So that's all we can yeah. really ask for. Yeah, because last year we only got one good episode and that was Chloe getting cheated on. That is true. That's Which when was Chloe's like at her best. The first episode, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> she is at her best when that happens. Um, I don't wish it on her, <laughs> yeah, but... And we haven't heard about her baby that she hates oh, recently. I feel bad. What's the baby's name again? We don't know. <laughs> no, it's no, we Tatum. Do know it's Triton, Tatum. Right? No, it's Tatum. Tatum. It's Tatum. 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 Oh my God. Um, okay, well... Thank you to my wonderful co-host, Zach Peter. Thank you to our awesome producer, Devin Ronaldo. My name is Amelia Wedemeyer, and we will be back next week to recap the eighth episode, which is going to be amazing. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.